0: Hi everyone, thank you for tuning into Unapologetically Different Podcasts. I'm your co host Key.
1: And I'm your co host Pierre, and this is episode 22, season 3. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. We're just growing, we're moving, and yeah. How was your weekend, Key?
0: My weekend was good. I worked a lot, and then also we were able to meet up and do some things pertaining to the podcast, so I really enjoyed it. How about
1: you? Yeah, um, I had a very productive weekend. The highlight was just what we're working on for the podcast i feel like it's growing and we're getting more fans and i just love it i love the process and i'm excited to with what we got coming out soon but we're gonna keep that under wraps (laughs) for now but we do have another announcement um we actually just conducted our first interview for a promotional online magazine that is dedicated to shining light on small businesses and upcoming talent so I don't want to brag, but we're, we're, we're like upcoming talent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the magazine is called A-Plug Magazine. They reached out to us, and it actually was a great opportunity for us to really discuss what the process is like working together and evolving and kind of building our brand. So please go check it out when you get a chance. I posted it on Facebook already, and it'll be updated on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Yeah, so the website is aplugmagazine.com, and thank you again for A Plug Magazine for reaching out to us, and everyone definitely go check out their website. It's awesome content, and especially if you want to support upcoming businesses and upcoming talent, it's definitely the place to go, so definitely check them out.
0: Yeah. All right, let's get into it. So, um, for those of you who may know, Hugh Hefner, he died on September 27th and there was a tweet that went around and i thought it was very interesting and it kind of is the core of this segment it was by george arnett and he basically stated like people on tuesday why are we celebrating women like cardi b nobody should be celebrated for building their platforms by selling sex and then on Wednesday, people were praising hugh hefner For basically the work that he did was him being a well-known icon and a pimp, in a sense. And the moral of his story was women shouldn't be owned or profit from their sexuality. Their sexuality can only be valued in the hands of a man. And I thought that was very important. And um, on my Facebook page, I actually retweeted it. Not retweeted it. I shared it. And I thought that's very interesting in the context of where we're at as a culture and as a society. Like... Cardi B, people who may not know, him, she's from the Bronx, born and raised, boogie down Bronx. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> all right, all right. See that?
0: <laughs> Hating ass. Um, anyway, she came up as a stripper, exotic dancer. She started to, um, she's a part of Love & Hip Hop New York. And through the show, she's basically evolving as a rapper. And she came out with Bodak Yellow. And actually, it was a really good song to the point that it made number one in the Billboard charts. It it beat out on Taylor Swift, and she was number two. And whether you like the song or not, which is a lot of talk around it, it's not really... Some people may not like it, and some people do. I think it's the highlight overall is that she basically came from rags to riches, or basically hood to Hollywood. And when you watch her, how she progressed and came about... It's like it's chick from the Bronx and, you know, she became a stripper and that's how she kind of made her funds and her money to make a living. And now she's literally like a superstar in a sense. And I don't know, she's a form of inspiration for me because I'm just like, even with P I I was telling you with our podcast, I was like, listen, if Cardi B can make it, we can make moves out here. Like, let's not sleep on these opportunities or not push ourselves to beyond our limits because when you see stuff like this, I think it's uplifting. But to kind of bring it back. Um... I think what is troublesome is women like Cardi B are often misunderstood. Um, with that being said, like the way that she may represent herself and may over-sexualize herself, it's her prerogative. That's what she wants to do is her life. And I don't think that women like her or like a Amber Rose or Black China should be critiqued or criticized. For the way they may portray themselves and the kind of image they want to put out there for themselves and also in regards to how they go about making their money i don't think it's anyone's place to um, critique these women because at the same time on the flip side you have men like Hugh Hefner who was a well-known pimp like let's (laughs) let's keep it let's keep it all the way 100 like he was a well-known pimp and you know he owns a mansion he has all these bunnies around and it's like I never really heard people spoke about him in a negative light, like growing up and over the years. Maybe it's been said and I didn't notice, but I never really seen people like speak about him in a negative way. He's been glorified by celebrities left and right. And I just think it's it's interesting that him exploiting women for their sexuality is more accepting than a woman actually exploiting herself. And not exploiting herself, but more so... Putting herself out there, whether it's exploitation, whether it's whether it's a form of her capitalism tying into her making funds. It's like I'm putting my own body out there and whether I'm being over sexualized or not, it's what I want to do. And why is it that that's not more accepting? Why is it more accepting when men do it? And it's like he's been viewed as an icon. But women like her or like a Nicki Minaj, it's like, oh, well, you know, you're doing too much. Or you're over sexualizing things and it's always go back to the messages they they may send out to the younger generation, which I understand, but I would hope that that's where the parentals come into place and you kind of set that tone as to how you should go about living your life and what you want to do. But I just think it's very interesting that when men over sexualize women, it is more accepting in our culture, but when women want to do it for themselves, whatever the reasons may be, they're criticized a lot. So, what was your take on that when you seen that tweet?
1: Um, I think it's a real, like, double standard. It's just, it. that's just how it is in our society. Women can have sex with multiple partners, and they'll be called a hoe, but then a guy will have sex with multiple partners, and he's the man, like... So it, it unfortunately it is a double standard, and honestly I didn't think about it in that perspective until I until you pointed that tweet out to me because the articles and the what I've seen online and on television about Hugh Hefner just c- praised him. He like you said he is an icon. He helped us move from a place where sex wasn't really discussed in the mainstream and made it more acceptable and made people's coming out about their sexuality and just what they're into, all that stuff made it more acceptable. But unfortunately, when it comes to women, this is just, again, a situation where it's a double standard because he was promoting sexuality and putting it out there into the mainstream and being comfortable with that. But then someone like Cardi B, people will look at her and just say, she shouldn't be doing that, or she's making money based on selling sex, and it's wrong. I uh, I think it's it sucks because in our society, selling sex is huge. Like sex sells. It's the that's, core of everything. Yeah, literally. Um, so I think it sucks that there is that double standard, but it's just like there's double standards everywhere. I I think I think it's important that. Women should be able to express themselves however they want to. And it shouldn't be a man can have, like you said, have power over that sexuality and sell it and put it out there. But if she's doing that on her own, then there's an issue.
0: Well, let me flip the script since you want to get fancy. Will you be okay with your woman dressing like that or if you had a daughter that dressed like that? Since a woman should be free with her sexuality.
1: Um, no.
0: Okay. What? <laughs> but really? so yeah
1: if 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 i had a daughter and she was and she grew up and she started stripping i wouldn't want to doing that that's a hundred percent same same way if i had a son i probably wouldn't want him stripping either
0: all right take out the context of her stripping what if she was like overly sexual and how she may go about styling herself and the things that she does what would how would you perceive that like how would you even like have that conversation and even not just being isolated to your daughter like what if your future daughter but like you being with a woman like yeah. is there certain standards that you will have i mean um, men like you are quick to say like be open with what you are but it's like if you were with that person or yeah. that was your child would that be your response Are you just saying it because it sounds good
1: no 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 like if i had like if I'm in a relationship with a girl and we're going out or she's going out with her friends, I think she could put on her dress, whether it's tight, the sh- the the length of the skirt is short. Like, at the end of the day, it's your life. Because as a guy, we'll go out and we'll have, like, a few extra buttons down a little bit lower. Or we'll have the sleeves rolled up to get those those guns out there. Like, I feel like men and women, we do things to just make ourselves more sexually attractive to the other, the other, the other, ah, blah, blah.
0: The other person. Right.
1: And um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. So if I'm in a relationship and she's putting on a sexy outfit, I think to an extent it all really depends on the situation. If that's just how you dress every (laughs) single day to leave the house, then i probably... There's a good chance I don't want my shorty going out <laughs> like with her butt cheeks out and, and mad cleavage showing all the time. And then I think at the end of the day, the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, it whether you like it or not, it's going to affect people's perception of you. So depending on what you're trying to do with your life, that really can make a difference. So it again it's one thing for halloween or going out with your friends going party but if it's every single day thing i think that's where you have to kind of reevaluate like what what are you going for how do you want people to perceive you and i think if it if it fits with what you're trying to do for your your image your brand your career that's one thing but if let's say you're trying to you want to be a a kindergarten teacher i wouldn't say you go to work or go on interviews with, like, a whole bunch of cleavage and a lot of skin showing. Well, so of course, you're not
0: going to interview like that, but like when you go outside with your friends or whoever, your spouse, you're probably going to want to turn up and get fancy. I'm just trying to flip the script, in a sense, because, like, I feel like just some men are like, oh, I'm open to that. That's fine. But it's like, if you were with someone like a Cardi B or yeah. Amber Rose, or something of that sort, will you be okay with them um, wearing certain things like that all the time? I mean, if it in, it falls in line with the, what they're doing, their profession, their entertainers. So it does fall in line with that. But outside of the scope of that, like, are you okay with it?
1: I feel like you got to be specific. Like, because I want, I honestly, I would want my girl looking good, wearing nice outfits, because I want people to go out like, yeah, she's with me. And I'm comfortable, and I'm fine with, our relationship, so I'm not. Gonna, I'm to me personally. I'm not the jealous type. So my girl's out there looking like a snack. I'm fine with that. But <laughs> it's. I think. It, looking like a snack. I think. I think it again. It's all relative. Like exactly what you're wearing. Like some outfits I've seen like online. Like Kim K going out with literally nothing on, a sheer dress where all you see is her panties, and she's not wearing a bra. Like there, there's levels, but. I'm, I'm personally, I'm not the type to really constrain someone in expressing themselves because if I go out, like I said, I might roll up the sleeves a little bit, bring down a few buttons.
0: Well, your sleeve being rolled up, <laughs> being buttons, being down, is different from a woman having like her maybe wearing a top and there's no bra with it or something of that sort. But I Hashtag mean- Hashtag to... free
1: the nipple. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very liberal.
0: Uh, I believe that. Yes. Um, I think that in the context of that, you know, at the end of the day, it's a woman's body. It's her choice. She does what she wants, as we mentioned in a previous episode, my body, my choice, my decision. So I do think that women should have the right, whether they're entertainers or not, outside the scope of that profession or not, if you want to express yourself in that way in your clothing, you should have a right to do so. And the moral of my story to kind of tie it back with a Cardi B is that if you're going to criticize women like Cardi B for their claim to fame especially in regards to them using their bodies then you need to do the same for men like Hugh Hefner and if you are not going to do that then have a seat I'm not throwing shade I'm just keeping it 100 (laughs) woman bodies are not meant for men exploitation and profit
1: damn I respect it I'm just
0: saying you got to put that out there
1: I feel like I didn't touch on the fact about my daughter though if I had a daughter I think again I would just tell her the same thing um you have to be conscious of how you dress because it's gonna affect people's perception of you whether you like it or not. So, I get it. I understand it. I've been. I've been a kid. I've. By the time I have a family, I know like how kids are. So, if I'm seeing my daughter going out with her friends and she's going to a club, I'm pretty sure she's not gonna look the same way she would be if she's going to church. So, um, yeah, I just think it's all about being smart and. Just just being conscious of what you're doing because it's your life to live. But at the end of the day, any, everything you do is going to have repercussions. So just have to be conscious of that and just live with it.
0: Valid.
1: So moving on, um, the next topic we're going to be discussing is Hurricane Maria and essentially the aftermath and how it's being dealt with. So, as I'm sure everyone is aware, Hurricane Maria was a Category 4 hurricane that hit the island of Puerto Rico on September 20th. A majority of the homes, if not all, are practically destroyed, and there's no electricity on the island right now. It's been about two weeks, and President Trump still hasn't visited the island yet. Um, He's reported that he will be making a trip to the island on Tuesday, so we're still waiting to see what will happen there. Mm. But the the response of the government has had some backlash from different parties, but most notably the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Cruz, where she actually held a press conference, essentially begging Donald Trump and the U.S. government for aid. Um, she was quoted saying, "We are dying here." I cannot fathom the thought that the greatest nation in the world cannot figure out logistics for a small island of 100 miles by 35 miles. And it literally, it was heartbreaking. Like, just the videos. Yeah. J- just seeing the damage that actually took place and just hearing the different timelines about they're going to be weeks without electricity... And the fact that just some people don't even know that Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory is like it's kind of shocking to me. Um, once you come at him, he's automatically going to—he's gonna have a response, and he. You no, know he
0: got a problem. That's what it is. There ain't a response. He got a problem.
1: So yeah, there was there was a mm-hmm. storm of tweet, essentially criticizing the the mayor, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like.
0: I mean he was basically trying to say that you know these leaders want everything done and to me it's like I don't get how you think that way bruh like the the island is literally destroyed what do you mean leaders want everything done for them like it shouldn't take you this long to respond it shouldn't take you this long to show up and show your presence and it seems like there's everyone else is doing something but our administration or him and it's like so what is going on and Carmen also talked about like discuss FEMA and in terms of what they're trying to do. So for people who are not aware, FEMA stands for Federal Emergency Management Agencies. And basically, she was criticizing them because they they want a lot of paperwork from her office. You know, they want her to provide reports, assessment and memos, which says and she has says that it has slowed down the process of them actually providing help. And I don't really understand how FEMA works. Like, are they supposed to jump each time a crisis happened and then do the paperwork or vice versa? I don't understand how they expect for her administration to have paperwork readily available when homes are destroyed. Like, who's thinking about printing and scanning, bruh? Yeah. Like, at what time? I don't... And that's why I'm trying to really understand their purpose because you want this person to provide you all of this report and information. And they're still gathering the information as they're going. It's not like they have everything readily available. And instead of you going out there to help them, it's like you need the paperwork. And I think that ties into bureaucracy. And it's just like, so how, what, at what point do we do we say humanity matters and us actually providing help is more of a priority than opposed to we need the paperwork, we need the reports, we need the memos before we step foot out there and do anything. I don't even understand how they think that they, they have that. It's not like a portion of the island was affected, like one third. And it's like, well, you, the other places were. But it's like, it's the entire island. Yeah. So I don't even get how they expect her and her administration to provide this paperwork. And they need help. Like, it don't take much for you to bring clean water for them to provide for the people or food for that matter. Like, why is there a delay? And you know with the paperwork, if that's the case, it's going to slow up the whole process, like she said. So at what point do they plan on coming and actually helping these people?
1: Yeah, um, I, it's, it sucks that this, all the paperwork that needs to get filled out, I get it. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of information that they require, but at this point, it's like when, like you said, uh, such a small island, it's U.S. territory and so much damage has occurred there, like, it's, it's literally scary because people are there without food water, electricity, and barely any gas. So,
0: And she was saying like, people are drinking from the creek. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell?
1: At one point in the conference she also mentioned that if things continue the way they're going now they will essentially have a genocide on their hand. And when I heard that, that kind of just broke my heart. Um, because it, it kind of sucked that it's just back to back to back with all these yeah. hurricanes and and all these um, disasters that have been happening. And I just hope that we can kind of get this stuff all straightened out. Whether it's FEMA doing what they got to do to just make sure people are being taken care of before before the paperwork and all that stuff. Obviously that stuff is important too. Um, but I think like you said, taking care of the people it should be the first and foremost priority. And then in terms of just the the u.s government yes there has been aid there has been um there has been military and different forces going there but i think we can do more and we need to actually just hopefully everything could just get stepped up and we can get support for these people especially again because it's a uh, u.s territory and some people don't even realize that they're part of the United States, so. But
0: also, it just changes the whole like infrastructure of everything because it's gonna take a while to rebuild Puerto Rico to back to the way it was before, and it wasn't like it was a perfect island. There were parts of it that were not that great, so to now to have to rebuild it back from like literally scratch as to where it's at, it's gonna take. A while. Yeah. And, you know, there's talks about people from Puerto Rico coming into, like, coming into different parts of different states throughout the U.S. Because, yeah. like, they're going to have to figure out a way to kind of bounce back from this situation. Because if, you know, the homes are destroyed and where they worked are destroyed, it's like, what else is there to do? And especially with her, in regards to her talking about genocide happening, that's another level of, like, craziness. Because then it's like, what is going to happen at this point? And, you know, like... I don't know. It's just, it's very sad because like I've been seeing the pictures and the articles and even her press conference was very emotional. She, she even said, I did not want to do this, like, but I'm going to do it in terms of her begging for like help. And some people may think that she was being dramatic. I think it was very valid. She's a mayor of um, one of the major cities there and she has to do her part. And, you know, the fact that families and people are dying and this happened and... Unfortunate. it's not like they had anywhere to run to like it was like this situation is going to occur. And it's like one of the biggest hurricanes they've had in a very long time. And I just I wish that we were more progressive on these things. And it makes me question like if this happened in like another area throughout the US, is this the same response rate we would have received, you know, if it happened on one of his golf courses, he probably would have acted more quickly on it because you know, he just love him some golf. But in regards to the context of this or like, there should have been more steps being taken. And instead of him focusing on a damn tweet with his Twitter fingers and saying these leaders want everything given to them, like, and it's so funny that he's saying that because it's like everything was practically given to him. I want to know what did he work hard for. The election was handed over to him. So it was like, you know, let's let's check the ballots. Like Shout, so, shout outs to
1: Putin. <laughs> like, shout out to
0: Putin, bro. Call me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't even understand how you can make like a strong ass statement like that. And you out here and things are practically given to you. You ain't really work for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, instead of him focusing on that and then focusing on responding to the NFL players who are nailing, this is, should be priority.
1: Donald Trump has worked hard his whole life. He started his business all by himself with a small loan of $1 million from his dad. <laughs> just a small,
0: <laughs> just a teeny bit from daddy. We
1: we'll don't need a little bit of just help. Just a
0: little bit of help. <laughs>
1: um, But luckily there has been of outpouring Mm -hmm. of support and contributions to the island um celebrities have been organizing to to donate and i think you were going to touch some more on that
0: um fat joe teamed up with jay-z and title and governor como and the bronx president ruben Diaz jr so basically working on getting a plane out with a lot of um basically cargo on it so the first plane Will carry 200,000 pounds of battery, flashlights, um, portable lanterns, diapers, baby wipes, cases of water, and feminine hygiene products, which is very important. Um, and as a woman, and I was thinking about that too, like as a woman being in those circumstances and going through your menstrual cycle, like you probably feel horrible that you don't have a home and you don't have a comfort zone to go to and then you're going through your menstrual and they don't have the proper products to give you to kind of alleviate that that is like extremely it's it's un, it's a very uncomfortable situation i can only imagine what those women are going through out there so hopefully they have all the feminine products that they could provide them of course with everything else on top of it but Just to kind of be cognizant of how certain groups may be at a disadvantage due to what they have access to. So yeah, other celebrities are stepping in as well. Jennifer Lopez, Carmelo Anthony, and other celebrities are doing um, donations and really trying to increase a lot of funds going towards the island. I really hope that with the help of our government, whenever they plan to act um, sooner than later, and all the celebrities chiming in, that not only they help the island and the people on it currently to sustain life, but also to build a part of the infrastructure because that's going to be the next concern how are we going to be able to rebuild puerto rico for what it is you know and i hope that there's enough money and funding being put into place and there's going to be a plan like i'm not sure how many year plan but hopefully a plan is going to be put into effect where it could actually rebuild the island for what it is because it's a beautiful island and it has so much history and heritage and culture to it and it's unfortunate this happened but it shows the the community and their resiliency and their persistence and I think their mayor she just represents them really well her press conference and how she's been Handling things. I really commend her on many different levels and I just hope that she continues to help the families and I hope that they're able to come together and Hopefully there are nobody there are no one else is going to be dying throughout this process or dying because of lack thereof And that's another concerning factor. They do have the numbers up, but you don't know if the numbers could be increasing down the
1: road, yeah. One thing I heard that was it was interesting and got me annoyed at the same time. I heard with
0: that
1: Donald Trump, huh? Oh no, no. Okay, sorry. Oh, I thought That's about him. That's
0: like an him. ongoing annoyance, right there. Sorry.
1: But Pitbull actually—he's letting people use his private jet to actually bring supplies down, mm-hmm. and I—I I was just—that made me think like I wish we knew somebody with a private jet Bruh. that could. Bruh could use that plane to just help the effort so
0: and even royal caribbean they had um they had canceled one of their cruises they canceled one of their cruises for september 30th so they could go to the island provide them with the um all the products that they may need or just they had like cargo and they was bringing it to the island they could plan on continuing doing that other cruises are going to partake in it i thought that was just amazing yeah honestly it sucks that our administration is not acting on it, but to see everyone else act on it, that gives me a lot of inspiration and I could pull from it. I'm not pressed about Donald Trump. I do want our administration, our government to do more and to act on it, but to see everyone else step up, it's, I just feel like it's a beautiful thing. And I, that's the one thing I like about all of this is that all people are coming together to try to put efforts towards it. And I thought I think that's very important.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely I love that aspect of it too. Especially in these tragedies, you just get to see everybody yeah. come together and rally behind these people cuz we're all human beings on this planet together yeah. and we need support and right now it may not be us so we can give that support, but you never know, God forbid, we could be in the same, same situation. situation and we need support from other people. Yeah. So, definitely if you haven't um haven't done any donations definitely look into just supporting puerto rico along with just the the victims of these other hurricanes like irma and harvey yeah. because it's been a it's been a rough hurricane season and i i just hope that the administration in general is kind of looking forward because right now i get it it's it's a lot that we're going on and dealing with now but i feel like what can we put into place to actually prevent all this damage that's occurring from these, from the, from the weather. And I think, I think that's something that our administration and future administrations need to look into essentially what we can do to, if something like this were to happen, that these islands and these cities aren't being affected, affected as to, much. Or
0: how to respond in ineff- effectively right. within a time manner. Exactly. A manner Where it's like, okay, like we get this happen, we knew it was coming along this is our next steps, and this is what we're gonna
1: do. That's a, that's definitely a great point. Just being ready yeah. for when the next one hits. Like
0: yeah. go,
1: go, go. That
0: should be that should be the attitude of our administration. But to see that with people outside of it, I think that's important, and it shows that our beliefs does not coincide with the man that's in office right now. Um, that goes to show that we do, as a culture, community, and a society, as Americans, that we are. Outside of the scope of what he's doing, that we are willing to form solidarity and kind of have hope in these situations. Do the things that Obama had reinforced while he was in office.
1: Obama, I miss you.
0: I miss you so much. (laughs) Tell Pichetta I said hi. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to be switching gears a little bit. Talking about energy and why it's important to have positive versus negative energy and to make sure you're around Good type of energy at a constant rate. It does play a part in your life. Yeah. And you know, Coach Pierre going to drop his gems. So go <laughs> ahead, baby. Tell us what you got going on.
1: Um. So like this week, I kind of wanted to talk about your environment. And when I say environment, I mean everything from where you live, where you work, the places you hang out, and probably the most important of all, the people that you hang around with. Very um, true. Yeah. Um, All of these things have an impact on how you show up in your life each and every day, and I specifically wanted to touch on two environmental factors, and that's your workplace and your friends. So when it comes to work, we spend a major chunk of our lives at our our workplace, and I've always believed if, if you love what you're doing, it doesn't actually feel like work. Which is why I love doing the podcast because I get to hang out with my friend. We get to just talk and just like talk about what's important to us, what's going on in the world. And it's just a a platform to just be fully self-expressed. And I love it. So that's why having the podcast as part of my life is amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I do
0: feel the same way.
1: um, So yeah, again if you if you can find something that you enjoy doing it doesn't really have that connotation of work i feel a lot of times people hear the word work and it doesn't sound sexy nobody wants to go to work um
0: but when you say that like you like something a lot you devote a lot of time into it i feel that way um there are things that i like especially our podcast being one of them and devoting a lot of time to it When do you think it's best to have like a breaking point where it's like, listen, yeah, you could love what you're doing to devote a lot of time into it. That's nothing wrong with that. But there needs to be a point where you're like, all right, I have to step back from this. You know, do you suggest doing that or you just say, you know, if you like it, just continue going like until you reach a point where you're just like, I'm bored with it.
1: In terms of, like, a job or something that yeah, if you Yeah, there's
0: a job that you do that you really like, because you said you devote a lot of time to it, which is fine, yeah. but,
1: like... I think most people, we don't do work or get jobs based on what we enjoy doing, based on what makes us happy. I think we're... Especially with
0: the millennials out.
1: Exactly. Um, well, I, I think when it comes to millennials, we're actually taking more steps in doing the things that we want to do in terms of having side hustles, whether it's a podcast like we're doing, yeah. or but the
0: thing is with millennials, what I meant to say, like to make it a bit more like specific, is that we we are working on doing the things that we like. I feel like we're all we're delving into doing, but we have to have side hustles. Like, right, we have to be working two three jobs to do that other job that we really really enjoy.
1: Right, definitely, and I th- I'm glad that you said that because I feel like most people we're doing a job. To actually just pay bills, to actually go
0: pay Sally Mae, honey. Let's not forget about her. Exactly. Crusty ass. (laughs) So tired (laughs) of her ass. (laughs) I'm
1: serious. That's hilarious. So serious. (laughs) Um, yeah. So whether it's being a weekend warrior, uh, working on your passion part time or literally just being a full-time entrepreneur and just diving into whatever you're trying to create for yourself, I think it's really important to actually find what you love to do and start working on it. Because I don't, I don't think enough people actually, actually just go about their life doing what they're meant to, what they're meant to do Mm -hmm. here on, on the earth. Um, Many of us go through our work week just dreading every moment of it, and I'm sure you've heard the expression like, "Oh, not another Monday," or "The weekend can't come soon enough," or my favorite, TGIF or "Thank God it's Friday." Um, I think <laughs> when we kind of go about having that like mindset about it, we're we're basically just drudging through the week. Like, so
0: you're saying that's kind of negative? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think there's the fact that we're even here on earth and we're living a life that means we won the lottery like there was so there was literally so many other sperms that had to go so you had to take it all the way to the sperm I'm taking it all all the way back all the the way back I don't know about you I don't remember when I was
0: I don't think anyone remembers when
1: they was that in that situation I can't speak for everyone but that was like a crazy competition when that gun went off it was just uh, (laughs) a It was literally a mad dash to get to that egg, and we made it. We won. Like literally, when you think about it from that perspective, like no, you're right. Actually,
0: that's that's a really good way to look at. When you take out the sexual reference and start looking at it a little bit more, at the theoretical standpoint, yeah, yeah, I
1: feel- we literally hit the lottery by getting here, and we should go about our life actually loving so you're our a life.
0: Swim up here, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I, I don't know how <laughs> to swim. All. I
1: don't know how to swim now. Like, but, <laughs> I could fake swim, but um, <laughs> I, I, I had it. I, I did it. I did just enough to get here. Um, so yeah, just just going about life, being happy that we're made. We made it here, and having that excitement about it. Because when you go through your week, Monday through Friday, just waiting for those two days on the weekend, yeah. and then literally Sunday night, you're depressed because you're going back into the office or doing whatever job you're doing that you may not be fulfilled about or enjoy doing it really makes a difference like the quality of your life if you think about it five out of seven days from for most people nine to five it's not there's no real enjoyment there Mm -hmm. so again i think it's very important to just think about what makes you happy think about what do you like to do what you're good at doing and find a way to just work on that and make it something that you can build on and grow and eventually something that you can make a living off of. And if not make a living, at least supplement what you're currently doing so that you, that way you have something that kind of feeds you and fuels you versus just going through life every day, just clocking in just being exactly not being happy. Exactly. No um, You alive, but
0: you're not living a
1: hundred percent. That's why I, I'm so happy. And I thank you so much for reaching out to me for the podcast because I didn't realize that how unself-expressed I've been and a lot of opinions and thoughts that I would just keep to myself. I would, I'd I talk about it with certain group of friends that yeah. I felt comfortable around, but in general, I really wasn't as outspoken about just social injustice issues or things that were going on with my life or if there was politics being talked about i would kind of just stay away from it because i didn't yeah. want people to to come at me i didn't want to get into an argument and, he, and it doesn't even have to be an argument it doesn't. I, I didn't even want to just have people know that i'm on a different side of yeah. the opinion when it comes to just topics in general so thank you i appreciate you. I thank you, you, that's you that's because
0: we're on this journey together and we both drive each other crazy at times but i enjoy working with you because not only are we business partners, but we're friends, and we're both evolving throughout this podcast. If you've been listening to our previous seasons and episodes, we're both growing individually and together, so I think that's very important.
1: Yes, high five.
0: Yeah, boy. Now, Ooh. let's bring it back.
1: Um. So, the, the next topic that I want to talk about is the people that are in your life, those relationships, the friendships that you have. Um, there's a saying that-
0: that's so important though, because I really want you to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like having the right people around your space and your energy, like.
1: Well, so the I'm sure you heard the saying or some variation of it that your average of the five people you spend the most time with, or the way I actually heard Tony Robbins say it. Your your life is a direct reflection of the expectation of your peer group. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but essentially what what those two quotes are saying is the people that you spend the most time with affect how you show up in the world. So, so
0: you affecting how I show up in the workout. That's my lot of time with you. A
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. And you're, welcome. Well, you're welcome. No, no.
0: Thank you. Because I, you know, you're very, it's a valid point And I'm glad that I kind of said that as well, because like, there are things that you made me realize about myself. There's things that I may do and how I may react to certain situations, which has been kind of one of our things. And, I'm learning to do the peer approach, like not being like aggressive in a certain manner or like being a hothead in terms of responding to things. And so I do believe in that. You're one of my five people.
1: Nice. I love it. All right. Um, yeah. I, the people you spend time with, they're either pulling you up or pulling you down. And there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. There's, You're never going to have a relationship where it's not going to be taking you up or down unless you're hanging out with yourself. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. if you want to be a millionaire but the, the friends that you're hanging around with aren't working, they're not happy about their life and they're just constantly complaining whether it's taxes or the government or whatever the case may be, those people around you, they're going to affect you. Yeah. So, and I like to use the millionaire topic because... If you're around a group of millionaires and you're in an environment where millionaires or wealthy people are, just by being in their environment, you're going to be stepping your game up because... you're seeing their lifestyle, you're seeing how they work, you're seeing how they communicate with people, the relationships that they have. And if you don't have that and you're spending time with those people, you're going to automatically just be adjusting and changing to fit around that group of peers that you're with. Because if your friends are all millionaires and they're going out and they want to fly private to an island for New Year's, But you can't do that. Your brain is automatically trying to find ways so that you can do what your friends expect of you. We
0: better hop on that spirit front. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Real talk.
1: But, and just another example, if, let's say you, let's say you're all about your fitness and you want to be healthy, you want to go about life like you hit the lottery, you made it to the show and you that's how you want to go about your life but you're hanging around people who literally they walk into the office and they don't want anyone to say a word to them until they have their cup of coffee. And even after they had their cup of coffee, they can't stand the president. They can't stand the economy. They can't stand that it's Monday. Like they're just finding every single reason to be upset or they're not in the relationship they want. Whatever the case may be. Everyone has that, that person that you come around them and it just seems like it's always a complaint. There's, there's never anything positive there's no silver lining to any situation and when you have those people around you you're going to you're going to actually just start to relate to them because most of the time you don't see people saying no that's not the case it's a great day and the world is amazing most of the time when people are negative what we do naturally is just kind of confirm what they're saying. Yeah, the economy does suck. Yeah, oh, I'm tired of being in this office today. Oh, I can't wait for the weekend to come. So, like we were saying before, everyone that you spend time with, whether you like it or not, they're going to make a difference. And kind of just going back to what we were saying before about the, the work and what you're doing, finding something you're passionate about, if you're around people who are doing things that are what you're passionate about, then that's going to help you get closer to that versus having people in your life that aren't doing what you aspire yourself to do in the future. So that's why, again, I love having you as a friend because we've talked about the podcast and doing YouTube and things like that, but you actually were serious about it. You were committed and you reached out to me and we're making this happen. And Mm -hmm. I I have other friends who talk about certain things not and they're not all going after the things that they talk about. So you're just like like you said, you're one of those examples who just being around you, the trajectory of my life is changing. Oh, so I think
0: thank you. No problem. That means a lot.
1: I think it's really important to really just be conscious of who you're around. Yeah. For their if they're negative or positive. And even if it's I think I kinda want to end off on this, even if it's mm-hmm. someone who isn't doing what you want to do they're not a millionaire or they're not the happiest person or the healthiest whatever the case may be at the very least you should try to have people in your life who are going to support you and who are going to reinforce you opposed to tearing you down because not everyone is your friend and not everyone has something good to say about you or when you're telling them what you're up to will support you and and just let you know that you can do it and they they have your back so if Uh you can just at the very least have people who are going to support you and not try to tear you down i think that's a perfect place to start
0: and i want to just like to end off with asking so be having someone a part of your circle who's not progressing as much what advice do you give to someone in terms of either cutting them off or being done with them
1: um i think when it comes to that you only have one life to live and I think it's only fair to let someone know, hey, this is what I'm doing with my life. This is where I see myself going and this is what I want out of my life and I want you on this journey with me. I want you to be a part of it, but there's certain things, whatever it may be, that is clashing with what I'm trying to create and this isn't working. I think it's always good to be in communication with people because just because you guys are on a different page doesn't mean you just need to cut them off and yeah. just not speak to them. I think it's really important to just communicate and let people know what you're up to, what you how you want them to be a part of your life and if they aren't able to do that or aren't willing to do that, I think at that point it's fine. You let them know, "Hey, I love you. I value our friendship, but For what i'm trying to do for my life it's not working and it's not fitting so i'm gonna have to cut back the time that we spend together but i'm always here and if you ever want to come back and be on this journey or whatever you're you're dealing with and that that relationship isn't working if you ever want to come back i'm always going to be here with open arms but right now this isn't working and i think that's the best way to come for it where you have to let go to get to where you want to go, but you're always willing and you'll always be there if that person wants to come back and be on that journey of that life with you. So okay. that, that's the way I look at it.
0: Okay. And just to um, to kind of flip it, like, do you hold yourself in high regards among your friends? Because I know with me, I want to have people around me too that are either they're making moves or they're trying to make efforts to get to where they want to be in their lives. And I'm big on positive energy, super big on positive energy and being around the right people. But I always check myself to be like, if I'm holding, if I have to consider my friends and the people around me and I want to make sure that we're on the same playing field or we're all working towards what we want and positivity, I want to put that out there too on my friends. Yeah. So do you think you hold yourself in high regards when it comes to your friends? Like, do you think that you're doing what you expect of them?
1: Um... Sorry, I just got a little confused you say it one more time
0: like if you hold yourself in high regards So you expect your friends to of course be positive and either be working on things that they want to do mm-hmm. down the road and Yeah, stuff they're passionate about yeah, and kind of be on that same level as you do you feel like you hold yourself in high regards When it comes to them like do you check yourself saying like I make sure I'm on my P's and Q's because I expect that of my friends
1: um, yeah, definitely I obviously i'm not perfect and mm-hmm. i'm still growing and i i constantly try to be an example for my friends and family and yeah i, I definitely think about that at times and i've had conversation with my friends like listen i gotta go extra hard just because i know that you're watching and i i want to be that example i'm usually i'm like the oldest out of my group of friends that i grew up with and I think it is very important to just use that as like a motivating factor like one i want to be that friend that supports his friends and his family like i want to i want to take it to a whole nother level but then bring my friends along with me and definitely i use that as motivation like listen i have people looking up to me as an example and i try to just be conscious of that with everything that I do. And obviously, I'm not perfect. I do things the wrong way. I make mistakes. But I do I do have that in the back of my mind as you got to be conscious of what you're doing because I have people looking up to me for sure.
0: Okay, cool. Coach P dropping gems, y'all. <laughs> um, so once again, thank you all for tuning in. Yes,
1: yeah, so definitely follow us on instagram at underscore unapologetically underscore different you can reach us on twitter at unapologetic two underscores d and then you can also search for us on facebook soundcloud and itunes by searching unapologetically different stay tuned for next week's episode bye